The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. Welcome to another issue. And oh, tonight are there issues (laughs) 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 of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio. Eric, myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Oh, wait. I said trio, didn't I? Yeah, I did say trio. There, there's another person here. And I am only a former art major, but I think I can count to three here. <laughs> You're Hello? not authorized to access this area. Well, I'm what? not surprised. Oh, oh, wait. She may be talking about you, Kylan. Someone who hasn't been but here I, in a while. I have a lanyard. Hail Hydra. Something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If he's got a lanyard, we got to let him in. <laughs> Says who? There's all three of the Koenig brothers. Yeah, true. <laughs> I need to find my lanyard again and put it put it on my desk. <laughs> Colin's all frozen up now. Oh Lord, the issues continue. Now he's back. Yeah, now okay. Yeah, now I'm back. So, all I know is that I had a lanyard, and then Eric laughed, and then uh, then I went away. It wasn't my fault. My laughter broke you. I I think it, it broke my connection, but. I'm oh. back now. So, Hail Hydra. I am not Black Bolt. My laughter cannot interrupt broadcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Technologically. Check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code BBGeeks for 15% off your purchase of some great Bluetooth speakers. Which, if your computer has Bluetooth, just get, go to someplace like Five Below, Walgreens, Walmart. Get yourself an extended uh, micro USB cable. Hook it up to your computer or plug it into the wall. Bluetooth your computer and you can watch Marvel on Disney Plus on the nice speakers. 
not your computers. Yes. Or if you're gaming, like Lego Marvel Heroes 2 or Lego Marvel Avengers, both of which are on sale on uh, on stream for PC from an email yeah, I got Lego earlier Marvel today. Super Heroes 2. What's Get that? It. I, I think it. I will be. I think I will be. It's it, it has Howard the Duck. Do I need to say more? Okay, I will be getting it. <laughs> Good man. It's going to get purchased. Because uh, I think I have the first one. I have the first one. I don't it, think I have the second one. I've got the first one as well. It's just been so long since I played it. Yeah, uh, uh, but I have to get the second one, especially if Howard's there. Yes. The, the f- Howard's not only there. Howard is a playable character. Oh, okay. Now, the first one, the first one's got the whole sequence where you're in the you're you're battling the sandman in the train station right yes that's it okay so i have the first one don't have the second one and i don't have marvel avengers either lego marvel avengers that's all right but from what i've heard two is better than the avengers anyway two two is very good so very guardians of the galaxy centric okay very cool mm. that's not a bad thing well either. the first one was very avenger centric mm-hmm. so uh check out redflagworkshop.com use code smuggler3 for 25% off all your patch or keyring needs and they've got star wars patches they got other fancy and sci-fi patches uh military patches the cool thing is they're all velcro patches so if you have a backpack with velcro on it throw it on there i i have on my bag that i take to conventions which eric has seen that bag um i have my uh kashik national park and kashik national park ranger patch on that one because that's the closest thing to wookie radio that i could use from red flag workshop to represent on that on my work mm-hmm. backpack uh, i just got a new one for the holidays or for the holidays for uh for father's day uh i bought a um stickum velcro patch to put on it and my alderaan national park patch is on it of course it's got banner across it says sorry we're closed Sorry, folks. Planet's closed. Moose out front should have told you. <laughs> um, but with my new computer desk, I am looking at getting some Velcro dots to put on on the side rails. And I think I'm going to display the other patches that I have from Red Flag Workshop. Uh, just do a little Velcro dot and then put the patch up. And, and Sounds display. good. That way I can have those cool. on display. Why not? It's something easy to do. Quick, easy fix. You go, girl. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Um, I would snap, but y'all can't see me. My cameras are down. Um, also, too, for your lightsaber needs, use code Wookie for ten percent off all your lightsaber needs at Rebel Sabers. Really, really recommend Rebel Sabers for for your non Disney lightsabers, Disney Disney uh, light legacy sabers, the sabers you would get off um, shopdisney.com. Expanded universe sabers. Is that what you're telling us? Uh, they do replicas of um, various movies, like Vader Saber. I have a Master Replicas one, and the, the blade's fixed. You can't remove it. But I really want to get one from from Will at Rebel Sabers, because I could get that Darth Vader and change the blade color to blue or green or whatever I want it to be for me, because I really love Vader's Hilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Vader's Hilt's probably my second favorite hilt of all the hilts uh my first right now are the, the dooku hilts his curved hilt and i have both his jedi and his dark side hilt so i jumped on the dark side one before it retired got it for christmas and then when i saw after tales tales from the jedi or tales of the jedi came out on disney plus that they were doing his jedi hilt i'm like yes please <laughs> <laughs> saved up the money and bought it and bought it nice. when disney put it on sale so they had a 30% off. I'm like, well, this is close enough to my discount. It's like, I don't get my discounts on them. I'm like, this is close enough. I'm getting it. 
So I got it. And then I also have Plo Coons, which I also really like that 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 hilt. It's a really nice hilt. But uh, you want to reach out to us on socials at Mighty Marvel Geeks on Instagram or at Marvel Geeks on Twitter on the Twitter machine, um, or email us at Mighty Marvel Geeks at Gmail dot com. And if I remember correctly, you can also leave us a voicemail. Ah, how about that yeah. voicemail? There you go. Let me get it. Our voice, if you want to call, it's the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective hotline number, which, of course, you can reach out for this show, the radio, Weeby Geeks, Keepers of the Fringe, etc. Uh, Adventures in Geek. Our, fee, our phone number is 407-494-6110. They don't give you the option of trying to spell out anything anymore. Just try and get that as a number they give you. <laughs> Here's your numbers to pick from. What do you want? Yeah, unfortunately. So call us, leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll respond either on air or someone will respond as quickly as they can. So, yay. 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 And and soon and coming soon to all our social medias will be our link will be the link tree account to everything the core shows on the uh, Weeby Geeks podcast collective. I finally got around getting that done. Yeah, really now. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, they'll take you to the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective website, the Weeby Geeks website, Twitter, and Instagram, Mighty Marvel Geeks website, Twitter, and Instagram, Wookie Radio website, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. I got updated for uh, Ventures and Giving, or Ventures and Geek, and uh, Derek's two shows. If another show hadn't suspended operations for, for long term, I would have added that to it, too. <laughs> but... No, well, that's not us, is it? No, it's another show. I, was, I, I, I just want to know because, you know, I'm the last to know anything. No, it's, an, <laughs> it's, it's another show that decides to take a hiatus. So, okay, so long as it's not us. It's not us. No, no, we're, we're no. <laughs> is this another one that's actually kind of weird? Feels like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not. It's only. Been, it's only. It's barely been six months, but still. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, coming to San Diego Comic Con, Marvel Legends, Deadpool, and Bob, Agent of Hydra, two pack has been revealed as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Oh, by Hasbro. Well, okay. I almost want this set just for Bob. It's hard not to like Bob. Yeah. Right. Uh. Especially the look on his face in this picture. Yeah, big old goofy smile. I don't see anything listing how much it's running for, though. That's odd for uh, for comicbook.com. Usually they have the price. (laughs) Well, if you're talking about a con exclusive, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm expecting this to be 60 to 80 bucks. Probably. Easy. Probably. I mean, I I think the last... The last con exclusive, and I'm kicking myself to for to this day of not for not getting it. Uh, I think it, it started out at, I believe it was either forty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine, and then shortly after the con, it just jumped up in price. But um, it was it was briefly for sale on um, Hasbro Pulse, but. Um, then eventually they discontinued selling it and then it just jumped up. So but this will be, uh, you go to, you go to Hasbro site or their location at Comic-Con. Uh, uh, it'll be booth. What is their booth this year? 
3213 to receive a one-time use code which can then be scanned and pre-order uh this set limited quantities will be available for pre-order on hasbropulse.com after the convention yeah so figure the 24th of july you'll see it pop up on hasbro pulse because the convention is running from the 19th to the 23rd next week so the week after we'll we'll be doing not only another fury files recap but we also touch on uh some san diego comic-con news too which most of it's going to be uh going to be marvel entertainment not marvel studios especially now that the uh sag strike is happening so So yeah strike starts tomorrow for sad i knew they had agreed to a mediation but I did see somebody say where the strike seemed inevitable, and I, I, I guess it is. First time since 1960, writers and act and SAG actors on strike at the same time. Man, it's mm. what 63 years. Yeah, yeah. that's man. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that I bought a bunch of uh, I, I, I bought, I bought a bunch of shows and stuff. <laughs> I I will say this fall things are going to start hurt. And, and the thing that kills I'm, me, the thing that kills me with this is Bob Iger is, is pretty much saying that he obviously he's very opposed to the to the strikes. Well, yeah, and, and is really passing off blame pretty good. Um, but the thing that also killed me too was there was an article uh, Eric, I believe you shared with us. From Epic Stream, um, Iger is blaming the MCU TV shows for the box office disappointments. Like well, what? I'm going to preface any and all of my comments about Bob Iger going forward <laughs> with my personal assessment of when Dizzy got rid of Chapek and brought him back. All they did was trade Lex Luthor for Chancellor Palpatine. Dang! <laughs> I hate to say it working for the company oh, but boy. i mean i was pretty vocal I mean, you don't have to i don't work for the company i can say that i work for the company and i've said it around work so i mean this isn't this is one of those cases i'm not going to say it I, i'm not going to say something behind your back that i won't tell you to your face yeah i said it at work um i everyone's like oh iger's coming back chapek's gone yay because he chapek really put a hurt on the company oh they fired him they're bringing iger back uh no you you should have made him interim and you should have been very quick very quick finding a replacement what's happened not only is he they, not finding a replacement he's been extended, extended for his contract for two more years right because they're going to take their time it's like no it should have been a priority because i'm sorry where, where did some of the money wo- woes go iger yeah Iger's purchase of Marv, Iger's purchase of Lucasfilm, his purchase of Fox. Yeah. I mean, he's charismatic. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah. But while Chapek definitely had the ship heading towards the rocks, Iger's the one that set it on the course to begin with. Yeah. The only thing, and, the only thing yeah. I have truly seen Iger do right publicly is come out and say park tickets are too high. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but is anything being done about it? No. It's like when when UC was coming back, was making rounds, and and all these Disney stands in the Facebook groups were going, oh, it's wonderful. He's coming back. He's coming back. And I'm like, I'm like the life of Brian. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, people are... 
because of Chapik, people were very quick to forget all the complaints they had about Iger because Chapik was worse. I mean, but but that's human nature, though. You know, it's sort of like you take if there if there's somebody that on the scale of on the scale of bad is like a five. And then, you know, somebody else who comes in and they're like a seven or eight. Then the person who's a five, eight, ain't so bad. As a matter of fact, they're pretty much a hero, you know? I haven't made a political analogy in a long while because there's a reason. Uh Uh-oh. But I think I may be dead on with this one. Oh, boy. The only reason why Biden hasn't been considered worse than Trump is because no one wants to compare Anyone, any politician to a non-politician. I mean, technically, he's a politician now, though. Technically, you know, but uh, right now, I say they're both about equal. They're both or both. There, there have been some good things, but overall, both have been horrible. And I say that as a non-party affiliate. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I am just someone who cares about this country. And right now, we're going to heck in a handbasket. But at least we'll have cocaine on the way down. Well, the, somebody needs to start sharing. Yeah, they, joking, joking. Yeah, joking. But Don't do drugs, kids. Just say no. Stay in school. Just say no. Not at that price. Do, do y'all? Um, <laughs> oh, oh boy. I know y'all are old enough to remember this. Uh, Back in the craze when people were playing records backwards to find oh yeah old satanic messages and stuff. Yeah, there yeah. was a group. I think they were called the Beat Farmers. Actually, they put a backwards message in their album. And when you play it back, when you play it backwards, you hear basically like, hi, this is a special secret message from the Beat Farmers. Don't do drugs. Stay yes. in school. Yes. I have got, I remember that. I, I, I even learned how to be able to re- scrub a cassette player, my, my boom box, get it to play audible as rewind, doing a rewind scrub. Hmm. <laughs> getting rewind and play at the same time, getting it to play backwards, getting those heads to touch just enough to, to produce audio rewinding. Yeah, I tried. How am I not surprised that you did this? Right. Because I'm an audio guy. But it's so much easier now to, to grab a track and flip it in any DAW. Go get go download Audacity. I'm not a fan of the program, but any of our field agents, you guys or listeners, you want you want to try some fun experiments. Audacity is a free program. Load your favorite favorite song into it that supposedly has um, a hidden message. Drop it in and then flip it and play it. And that's the easiest way to play it backwards. You'll find out if there's an actual secret message or not. It's just that easy these days, digitally. <laughs> Next thing you'll be telling us is that people used to color comic book pages by hand. What? With watercolors and stuff. Well, that's they, crazy talk. They used to be printed with half toning. They used to use newsprint. Okay, now's the time to blow everyone's mind. Paul McCartney used to be in a band called The Beatles. <laughs> yes, that was before Wings. <laughs> That's man, what they're, they're what they're what Beatles real? <laughs> yeah, it was what Ringo Starr did for a living before he started narrating Thomas the Tank Engine episodes, or, or that caveman movie with his wife. Oh, God. <sighs>
It's, it's about time for me to rewatch that film again. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think it's about time for us to, to start talking Marvel again. I, I yeah, there's that we, will, we will chase a rabbit hole. Yes, we will. <laughs> more tangents than a high school geometry class. Oh, that was us last Hashtag. That was us last night on Wookie Radio. <laughs> That's us just about every night. Um, mm-hmm. So, Clark Gregg reacts to Bob Iger's Marvel TV comments. This is going to be good. Uh, he, he quotes, this is the actual Twitter. He quotes the Variety Post. This, uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger says, Marvel has not been in the TV business at any significant level. Not only did they increase their movie output, but they ended up making a number of TV series. And frankly, it diluted focus and attention. Clark, Clark Gregg's response, bro. <laughs> That's it. Bro. <laughs> Agent Colson has joined the tracksuit mafia. <laughs> bro. Marvel had, had not been in the Don't TV business Lola, at, bro. at any significant level. Are you kidding me? Once we got past the first half of season one, Shield was not bad. No, I like season one. That's just me though. I, we we've talked about season one. Yeah. yeah. I mean once I, we get past winter break. Everything was fine. It was right? getting, I mean, half, no, okay, not even a half. A third of the episodes of the first half of season one did not need to, were, were excellent. Two thirds could have gone away. Just saying. Agent Carter had potential. Problem is, why weren't these significant? Because Bob was too busy trying to put out a dumpster fire with Marvel Entertainment and the subdivision known as Marvel Studios until he separated the two mm-hmm. shortly after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started and then turned around and did not and allowed Marvel Entertainment to keep anything that was not big screen. So animation and anything small screen. He did not give Feige all visual media. Nope. If he had done that, I think Agent Shield would have been a lot better than it already was. Agent Carter would have been better. The the Marvel Most Wanted series would have happened. Oh my goodness, yeah. Oh, don't you even go there. I went there. I, I'm still upset over that. I think damage control would have seen more of a more drive and attention. So uh sorry, Iger. You're you're speaking on the wrong wrong side of your body. Mm-hmm. Sorry. If you don't like it, you know where my email is. You can find me easily. MightyMarvelGeeks at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, I mean, Iger's statement was, there There have been some disappointments we would have liked. We would have liked some of our more recent releases to perform better. It's reflective you not as say. a... It's reflective as not not as a problem from a personal perspective. I think in our zeal to basically grow our content significantly to serve mostly our streaming offerings, we ended up taxing our people way, way beyond in terms of their time and their focus, way beyond where they had been. No, well, we heard about that. We heard about that during She-Hulk, did we not? We did. We've talked about it quite a few times. Is there franchise overload with Star Wars? Yes. Definitely, there was. Mm-hmm. Because for Star Wars, a Star Wars movie was always an event. It took three years, and it was an event. I'm shocked after seeing Dial of Destiny that Indiana Jones doesn't didn't do better. Because they're saying it it kind of fell flat its first two weeks. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it's going to. I the last I heard, it may reach 300 worldwide. Yeah, it, there's no excuse for that. No, except for not enough marketing. I I really didn't see a lot of marketing until like right right before a month before. 
I mean, it wasn't saw, really enough push. Is, I saw a lot, but I was going. I go. I I go to a lot of movies, so I saw it there. I didn't see a lot of marketing outside the theater for it. No, not until like a month before. I could tell you, I didn't start seeing the Applebee commercials until three weeks before the movie released. The Applebee's was hmm. even doing a promotion. See, I, never even, I don't remember seeing the Applebee's commercial. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry, but rule of thumb, if you're getting Applebee's to give away free tickets to go see a movie, mm-hmm. that movie's already in trouble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so is Applebee's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Applebee's ain't the restaurant that Ricky Bobby once used to love. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, not, not when one of their side dishes is a clove of garlic with a side with no dusted with broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. There's that. an Applebee's close to me, and I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I've been to it. I, I legit can't remember last time I, I I remember my last experience in an Applebee's, and it wasn't stellar. And I don't remember the last time I went to one. It's been at least ten years. At least ten years. I love how Kylan and I say we can't remember how long it's been. And Mike just goes, oh, it's been 10 years. It's because I I've, I kind of remember how old Zoe was when she really started getting into broccoli. And we ordered a side of broccoli from when we were at Applebee's and it came out with so much garlic on it. It looked like garlic grew broccoli out of it. <laughs> It, there was so much garlic on it. It literally looked like a garlic snowstorm all over this broccoli. You saw more garlic than you saw broccoli. But um, yeah, it, it's if Marvel has has not been in the TV business at a significant level, whose fault's that? Because right now it ha- it has been with streaming. Well, you know, I I, I saw an article and it said that. And this is be this is true not just for what happened with um, Indiana Jones, but with with a lot of movies this summer. So they're saying that it's because of streaming overall. Like some people would rather, if they're paying for a streaming service, wait until that movie shows up on the streaming service, then. They're able to just sit in their house and watch the movie. Nobody want that. That people or fewer people are wanting to go out to the theater uh, to watch a movie. Um, you that know, might be the case. I, I know that's not me because I like the big screen. I like the big sound. I like, I, and I don't care how big a screen is in my house. I like being outside my house to sit down and kind of be taken away to someplace for a couple hours, you know, but uh, that's what's one argument was that streaming is just streaming in general is hurting the movie industry. If it's a movie I really want to see, I'm going to go see it in the theaters. Indiana Jones was one of those must see in the theater. Mm -hmm. A Marvel film must see in the theater. A Star Wars film, a must see in the theater. Mm hmm. You give me a sequel to Ender's Game, must see in the theater. I am sad I missed Ender's Game in the theater. And if I found a theater around here that was replaying it, I would go just for the experience to say, yes, I did see it in the theater. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a case of people just not wanting to go to the movies. I think it's a case of movies not being events anymore or being... I, 
basically being vents right people people don't think this the current crop of movies are worth going to see the theater because hear me out i mean it's how much is it it's almost 20 bucks a person to get to a movie theater yeah yeah that's just I mean, to walk in the door. If I'm going to plop down, it's like, yo, I took uh, Mac and his girlfriend to go see Guardians Volume 3. It was about 60 bucks wow. just to get in the door. It, w- it, it was not, uh, we, we did not get popcorn. Patnip. <laughs> she doesn't do that anymore. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I, if I'm going to shell out 50 60 bucks this movie better be worth my time yeah and i'm sorry most of the movies that have come out lately aren't see even if indiana jones wasn't if people said it wasn't worth it i would still go because i have seen them all in the theater mm-hmm. and that's just that is one to be able to take Zoe, which was awesome to do, to go see Indiana Jones in the theater. That way she could say she has seen a indie film, even though it's most likely the last with Harrison. We've seen right. an indie film. She has seen an indie film in the theater and has got to enjoy that experience. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there have been some Marvel films I have not seen in the theater, but there's been a good chunk of them recently. Definitely from phase, I would say midway phase two on, I've seen in the theater. I think I could count the ones I haven't seen in the theater on my hand, on one hand. There you go. Uh, I, I've seen everyone in a theater, everyone opening night. But that's sort of like a thing that my, Don and I promised ourselves that like Marvel was that big a deal to us that we would go see it opening night in the theater. But at the same time, we did purchase one of those um movie clubs like with uh from one of our local theaters and so like every month we get one free ticket and then you get like a discount on your uh on your uh concessions and that sort of thing yeah but if you see two movies in a month it pays for itself though yeah it it, it pays for itself it's uh don and i go to enough movies that it it pays for itself within a month um i i we don't go to enough movies for, for us to justify it for the three of us. Right. Here. Right. And see, that's the other thing. It's just the two of us. And so, you know, hey, I, I could imagine if you're, you know, if you're, if you're talking about family and, you know, that's like a minimum of three people, that's a huge difference. Yeah. You know, so I get it. But when you've also got scenarios like, let's take from the distinguished competition, um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. How quick did that turn around from theater to max? Exactly. Two months? Three months? If if that I think it was I think it was less than two. I think. I mean, so why if there's a movie you're on the fence of seeing, why go see? Why why go spend money on something that you know, oh, I have that streaming service, it's gonna be on that streaming on that particular streaming service in two months. Mm-hmm. Since that's how quick the turnaround's been recently. Right. Now I will say, here's the other the other part of that, though, is we're thinking like, well, we're thinking this movie, you know, I don't know if I really want to see this movie. And, you know, the we're talking and pricing and stuff. But at the same time, what this is actually doing is it's hitting small businesses, it's hitting these small, the, these locally owned theaters as well, you know, yeah. so. 
what ends up happening is just like a few years ago when people were like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the trade to come out. I don't want to buy the individual issues. Then three issues in, then, you know, then they like, okay, we're just going to cancel the book. Nobody's buying it. And then, you know, then you end up with, you know, a just a three issue run of what could have been a six, nine, 12 issue story. But because people are waiting for, the trade and not buying the individual issues, it gets killed off early. Or maybe waiting for it to come out on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. that too. Because I've done that. I admit I've done that. You know, so, you know, um, th- th- that, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, on one side, I get it. You know, it's like, you know, if there's a movie that you're kind of on the fence about, you know, why spend my money there when I, I'm already on the fence and, hey, it's going to hit it's going to hit the streaming service I'm paying every month for or, I'm, or I paid a year for. It's going to hit in about two months. And that's great. So, yeah, you're, you're going to get that. But those are dollars that the locals that those smaller that those local theaters are not getting. And for every person who thinks like that, that's that's sales that's missing. And then. A theater closes, and then everybody's like, "Well, you know, we don't have a theater to go to." Yep. Yeah, you know, I and I tell you because right now in my area, I know for a fact one theater in our area that was pretty much one of the biggest theaters closed. Uh, it didn't. It didn't survive the pandemic. It tried to, and uh, and made a valiant effort, and it just never did. And it was in a pretty populous area. Uh, and there's another theater that uh, obviously is definitely on the way out, and they're trying to, they they have their own like movie club that they're that they're trying to promote to try and keep them going, and I don't see them lasting much longer either. Uh, and I think that's something that we're going to start seeing. We're going to just start seeing where it's no longer an option of waiting for movies to go streaming. They're just going to go straight streaming because. Theaters are going to be closing down. Yeah, and now there are still some small theaters that manage to survive, and there's one here in Birmingham. It's the old Alabama Theater. It was built by Lowe's in 1927. It's been mm-hmm. refurbished. It looks it, it looks spectacularly beautiful, but they will have concerts there. They it. And not every theater is going to be able to do this, but it is set up to where you can have live events on stage. You can have concerts. You can have uh, other stuff. But what they do is at certain times of the year, they will have like like Christmas movie series or you know summer movie series where they will right. bring classic movies like like I've seen Casablanca. At this theater, I've seen Gone with the Wind at this theater. I have seen, I want to say I've seen Titanic. I've seen Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat live on stage. I have seen the old uh, silent version of Phantom of the Opera. While a dude is playing the mighty Wurlitzer organ that they used, that that all these theaters used to have. Cool. I, I mean, you can have, if you are a small time theater, you can. There is a path to survivability, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it's not modern movies. No, no. It's, it is 
finding movies that people loved and bring those back. Not a live-action remake, not a reboot. Bring the old movie back. Well, when I was going to school in Pittsburgh, uh, there was a theater in, in Point Park, the Point Park area of Pittsburgh, that around Halloween, that was their thing, Halloween movies. And the closer you got to Halloween, would be closer to George Romero stuff that was all filmed around Pittsburgh. Right. You know, other times they would do other movies. I have thought about if I ever decided to open up a movie theater in May. Star Wars. Star Wars marathons. Labor Day weekend, around Labor Day weekend. Now I'd be throwing Indiana Jones marathons, horror marathons in, in, uh, in October. You know, try and come up with something. Christmas marathons in December or starting with Black Friday. And then if I got three theaters, then guess what Christmas Day is? Mm-hmm. Christmas Day go. is going to be a nonstop showing of a Christmas story. I don't care if you can watch it on TBS. I got the movie popcorn. I got the movie candy all right there. I took my parents to see a Christmas story there at the Alabama theater. Mm-hmm. If you can turn it into an experience, yeah. an event, yeah. just like mm-hmm. movies used to be, you've got a chance. See, I would do that. I would do that with Marvel films, DC films, Disney films, make it an event. Would, would I try and get a hold of the Marvels? Yes. And I would try and turn it into an event. I would give it I would give it its own world premiere type aspect with it. Red carpet and everything. Cosplayers dress up. Come down the red carpet. The, the events, the films have gone away. Marvel in the beginning, the films were events during phase right. one, even phase two. Now it's, or I, well, I'm going to table this for another show. If not, we're going to be going three episode recap next week. Right. So. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four Takeaways, number four. So we got episode three, episode four to discuss. Mm-hmm. Who would like to begin? Okay, I'll start. Um, my number four takeaway, I'm going to say it right off the bat. Uh, it's going to come, it's going to be based around episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this episode raised a lot more questions in regards to the plot. We only got two episodes left. It started off okay. Cool. We got Broken Fury. Episode two, we find out how Soren was killed. By the end of episode two, Fury shouldn't be as broken. He's still broken. Episode three, he's still broken. To me, episode four, he's still broken. It's not until near the end do I see the pieces being fixed. And to me, that is three and three quarter episodes too late. The one moment that, oh, I'll save that for uh, one of my other numbers. But yeah, this this cast deserved better. It really did. Because you go back, we we talked last week. What comic book issues were used as reference material for for this show? Mm-hmm. Fury wasn't broken that long, if any. Right, Mr. Jackson, Sam, if I may, you're an executive producer on the show. Why are you letting Fury be this broken? Why this long is he broken? So that's my number four, Eric. My number four. I'm gonna. T- I'm going to tag on your coattails here um, because episode four is the first time that you actually see the Nick Fury we should have seen all along. And, and he, like you said, he's still not 100% real Nick Fury or old Nick Fury. And I, I've, I've said it before. I, I understand the importance of the hero's journey mechanic. Yes, you want them to progress in a character. You want them to grow as a character. 
so it's not that I that I have a problem with him having lost his game a little bit, you know, having lost a step because we all get older. That happens. Only got six episodes. I know. <laughs> but when you break him down as much as they did, it cheapens the threat. Because hey, this is okay. Uh, I was thinking about this. It's like we see Nick Fury, just like we saw old man Luke Skywalker, just like we saw old man Obi-Wan Kenobi, just like we saw Loki. It's like if you can, it, this, this is almost like playing Vanderbilt in football. <laughs> Anybody can score on them. I understand you want to play the threat being it's dangerous and he's got a real challenge ahead of him. But my God. If, if you break them down that bad, Gravik does not have to be a genius to outmaneuver him. Gravik does not have, you know, if it, just about anybody can outmaneuver, outfox, outthink, outsmart, broken old man Nick Fury. And if anybody can do this, if it's that easy to do, then how seriously should we take the threat? Exactly. But we started seeing. The, the Nick Fury we should have seen all along. He is starting to be two steps ahead of people. He is starting to outsmart people. Mm-hmm. He is he is starting to outmaneuver people. He's not 100% successful at it, but at, at, like you said, at this point in the series, he needs to be A-game material. Mm-hmm. He He's at where he should be if this was an eight or ten episode series. This is where he should have been in episode two. Yes. For six or a six episode series, this is too late. It's just too late. Kylan, you're number four. Okay. I disagree with both of you. And here's why. Did either of you watch a series called The Americans? Yeah. All right. You remember how that was a straight up slow burn, how it just looked like that they were just kicking everybody's butts until and that was like it was a five season series and it wasn't until like the second half of the fourth season when things started to unravel and then by the time you got to the fifth season everything went straight to heck in a handbasket this is my argument for the series because to me this is a slow burn so yeah we got six episodes right and we got broken fury and it's frustrating, yeah, because we know who Fury is. Fury doesn't realize that yet. I think that now, because we've taken away, you, you've, you've taken away his love, you've taken away his friend and his support, basically, uh, and, and Fury has been turned on by his government, he is now a man with nothing to lose. And that's when Fury is dangerous. Fury had to get there, though. He had to have every one of his supports taken away to become who he is. You couldn't do that by the time you got to episode two because you got more story to tell. So I think that that's what, in my opinion, that's what's going on. They took away, they took away Anita. You find out that his marriage was a sham. You find out that... Basically, the one friend he had left is almost dead, and the government that he was doing all this stuff for don't have any use for him anymore. You're about to see Fury unleashed. I think this was going to happen. That, that's my argument. That's that's my four, is that it's the slow burn, and 
I, I think for me, it's working. I can see why it wouldn't be, but for me, it's working. All right. Uh, I'll make the argument. We have seen fury at that man without a country, man without a government since Winter Soldier. Yeah, but he still has support system. Like, with the, he's fine without his government, but he still had Steve. He still had, he he still had Steve. He still had um, the basically the Avengers were still there with him. He just chose not to bring them in. So th- at this point, he has no support system. All of that's gone. Yeah, I think he still has all that. I don't think so. I mean, the whole thing with the British government is all about convenience. I, yeah. I, I think that, but, yeah. But you see, you see Fury at Tony's funeral. It, he well, wouldn't be yeah, at the but, he wouldn't be at the funeral if he still wasn't involved in that circle and with that support system. Yeah, but I'm talking about now. Yeah, but like now he feels like he's by himself. But now, right now he can't call the Avengers. Right now, timeline wise, is still not that far off from the end of, of Endgame. I mean, we're still talking in. We're still talking WandaVision. We're still talking Loki. We're still talking um, Falcon Winter Soldier. All that is we're we're still within that same timeline period. Right. The only one that may be ahead of that period would be She-Hulk. If I if I'm looking at this right, my only. Kind of my only counter to your argument. I do not disagree mm-hmm. with with the concept of what needs to happen to him. Mm-hmm. My my only my only issue with that is you only have six issues, right? You know you only have six issues going in. Mm-hmm. You can't wait until the end of the fourth episode until you're two thirds of the way there. If you want to spend the first three episodes dragging him down, fine. Mm -hmm. But you cannot wait any later than that to start him rebounding. Right. I mean, that's if if this is like a full 13 uh, uh, episode series, I keep wanting to say issues here. I don't know why. (laughs) If this was a 13 episode series. Right. Then, yes, slow burn, slow burn works. You know, even eight, I, even eight or ten episodes, slow burn would have been okay. It, it's just six issues. Here I go again. Issues. Six episodes, to me, just it, you don't have the luxury of a slow burn. Yeah. And that's that's my only that's my only issue with your argument. Otherwise, I agree with everything that you said. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. That's completely fair. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm loving the fact that this is the Marvel spy show. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine with that, but to compare it with another spy show that I have enjoyed recently mm-hmm. and or I think there should have been there were lessons that Marvel should have looked at with Lucasfilm and Andor that they with this show. If you want to do a slow burn, it should have been more than six episodes and don't le- and let's don't get the sixth episode as a cliffhanger and then go, oh, well, we were hoping we were going to get a season two to finish off the story. I don't yes. think they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so was Firefly. Right. I I, I don't think I I think I I I do think that this is going to be a lead in right to the Marvels. I could be wrong. Mm-mm. It looks like it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a, from what now. I don't know if this is truly a an actual trailer for Captain America four or if it was fan made, but I saw a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. 
and there's ties to Secret Invasion with this, with that trailer. I think there's definitely going to be some Captain America 4 tie-ins here. Right. And I, I'm thinking that's what's going to be, because I was seeing footage that I had not seen from, that I don't remember seeing in Falcon Winter Soldier or any previous films that had Sam and Bucky in it. Plus, they mm. were very quick to to make the, you know, bring the fact of, well, the president was a squirrel, and it was not any of the voices that I, I remember hearing from the show, from Secret Invasion. Mm. So now whether there is tie-ins to, to the Marvels as well, great. But I think there's going to be more tie-ins, Secret Invasion to uh, Captain America. And it's going to be the, cap, the Captain America 4 that's going to lead towards the uh, Secret Wars Avengers film. Yeah. I, I'm having a funny feeling the Marvels may be something involving the Kang dynasty. And, and <laughs> that part is going to split off that way, mm-hmm. even with the multiverse and Doctor Strange and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think with Fury and Captain America and the Thunderbolts and all that, that's going to head towards the Secret Wars. Hmm. That's my suspicion at this point. It's, it's almost as if it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. It's like... That's been connected for quite a while. I mean, does, 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 my, does my theory sound plausible? It doesn't sound as implausible as some of the stuff that we have officially seen. That's true. I mean, we're we're getting a year apart from each other, two different Avenger films. One's King Dynasty and the other one's Secret Wars. Wouldn't it make sense if there was a division within the group of these characters are going King Dynasty and that's going to wrap up the multiverse? And this group is going Secret War and is wrapping up the whole Scroll War saga? Almost like it, it's what they do in comics. Right. We don't have to have everyone in the same mass group. Under the Avengers title. They're all Avengers at this point. We could just focus on one group for this film and the other half of the group for this film. That doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're not connected somehow, though. I, I think they, they will be connected, but we're running parallel parallel missions, parallel endpoints mm-hmm. in the same timeline. It's just those that are more spy-based, more strategic military-esque are going the one way, while the other, which is more science and magic-based, is going the other way. Right. That's all. Uh, at this point in time, I'm just looking at our time. I know we're going to do, f- we're, we're getting four, but let's, let's just go ahead and, at this point in time, I'm going to take number three. Number three. M- number three, I think when we start to see Fury come back to where he being repaired or more himself is when he and his wife quote unquote wife are sitting at the table guns on the table they read the poem it cuts to a, a shot mm-hmm. to another part of the house and you hear the gunshots mm-hmm. and you're like mm-hmm. who shot who mm-hmm. and then they come back and fury goes i don't know if this is a divorce it means we're getting a divorce or whatever i'm like okay now you are yeah I, i'm going I'm just going to go ahead and say that's my number three as well, because that you could, that was probably one of the most, I don't want to use the word poignant, but I think that works. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it was one, definitely one of the most heartfelt moments that mm-hmm. didn't involve bullet holes. Well, okay. Right. Yes, they did involve bullet holes, but it, it didn't did. involve, it, it, it was basically just two people. They knew that, they knew the stakes. They knew that they had to do something, and they didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. 
you could see her starting to tear up when they're reading, when they're reciting the poem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest, there, there, there may have been a little bit of uh, moisture on my end as well, <laughs> because that's kind of like, they ain't going to let her kill Fury. No. We, if anybody, if anybody dies here, it's going to be her. Right. But then that line, I don't know if we get in a divorce or if we're going to renew our vows, that it, I just started busting out laughing at that. That was starting to become classic Fury. Yes. Yes. That's this is where we should have started the episode at. That moment should have happened, and we go to a flashback on why that moment happened. But uh number two. Eric, number two. Uh number two. We go through all of episode two hearing about super about uh you know what happens if the Avengers show up. Why well, thought of that? They were hinting so much around super scrolls. And I'm kind of mm -hmm. like, well, how, you know, when, when do we get to see it? When do we get to hear it? And four minutes in, that's all it took four minutes for him to drop the name super scrolls. And apparently there's two of them right now, at least. Right. At least. Right. I, and in a last week, I was talking about, well, who gets it? Who, you know, who gets the super scroll treatment? I, I said, it's either going to be Gravik, Gaia, or Beto. Well, you got two out of three. I got two out of three, and a meatloaf will tell you that ain't bad. Right. Unless it's bad meatloaf. That's true. <laughs> so. Number one. Kylan. Well, actually, my number one is Super Squirrels. <laughs> uh, that, that's funny, because that, that was my number one. I, um, I'm sorry. No, it's 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 fine. It's fine, because uh, actually my number two was Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Roadie. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so we we can switch it for that one. Um, and, and who would have thought his, his scroll is a female? Did you well, catch I mean, that? You know, Did you catch changed. that? Yeah, yeah. In scroll form, Roadie is a female. So, but the question is this: How long has Roadie been a scroll? Uh, another good question. I saw a meme. I think I shared it with you guys. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody just like, basically, this is how you explain the recasting. Yeah. Is that the scroll takes over right around, you know, when you first see John Cheadle as Rhodey. And it's like, they didn't get the copy job just right, but nobody's noticed. <laughs> but I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Tony would see if the if his best friend suddenly looked different <laughs> that, you, that's you the would, only argument you would think jarvis would catch it yeah so but no the joke is funnier if nobody catches it yeah it, it is and it's not it and it's not i know this is not a realistic way but i just want that to be i just want that to be the canon canon thing <laughs> and the real roadie shows up and it is terrence in episode six yes in credit scene <laughs> In the end, that would scene. be hilarious if they did that. <laughs> they they go to him work, pull out a drawer. And he wakes up and goes, "Sup, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Tony?" <laughs> um, Funny thing about that. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, I think the last two episodes are going to be edge of your seat packed. Um, like it's going to be nonstop action. That's that's why I think the last two are going to be. I agree. I'll, and uh, I think I'm going to say, I hope all I know is that I saw a trailer for episode five 
where Fury is go is visiting his old gravestone, and he also goes into a mausoleum, and there's like a secret vault. He is accessing the secret vault, and he finally puts on the monkey fighting eye patch. And it, that that that's what I'm waiting on, because that's the Fury that I want. <laughs> that's when you know it is on. Yes. I just hope it's not too little too late. Oh, no, it won't be. I don't think it'll be too little. It may be too late, but it's not too little. Well, like I said, they need to start answering some more. They they need to start answering questions that they've put out there. They've put out there too deep into a six-episode series. I am going to recommend that everybody, when they watch these next two episodes, wear eye protection, because there will be a lot of loose ends flying around. Yeah. Well, on that note, all wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just take us home. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny God. <laughs>